Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. With the continued improvement in weather, all farmers are looking to the fields to see if the land has dried out enough to travel. It's taken a while for the wet spots to dry up, but most are just about trafficable. There are many potential jobs which could commence, from ploughing to sowing and perhaps spreading some fertiliser. However, farmers are always mindful of the weather and the potential for a cold and wet spell still to come. In this episode, I'm joined by Kieran Collins and Shay Phelan, both tillage specialists in Chagas, to chat about current conditions of winter crops and the most important actions which need to be completed over the coming weeks. Jay, you might give us an idea about how crops have come through the winter so far. Yeah, Michael, as we know, it's been kind of above average in terms of rainfall for, for the winter so far, and that has had an effect on crops. Um, as you know, you know, we were kind of struggling to get crops in towards the back and tail end of last year. And there's no doubt it has a, the, the wet season has had an effect on some of those crops between wet patches and, you know, places that were flooded out and a bit of crow damage on some of that later planted stuff. Some crops are fine and there's no problem with them and they and they came through the winter all right. But some places where you might have had low lying areas or as I say, where you had crops that were late planted, some of those now are less than optimal. So I suppose the, 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 the thing for people to do now is to go and actually assess those crops at the moment. Do your plant counts, see what's there, and at least then you know what you're dealing with. And from the point of view of um, winter wheat versus winter barley or even winter oats, is, is there any differential out there, Shay, do you think? Um, I would say the earlier sown crops, which tends to be the winter barleys, are probably okay. And they're, most of those early ones that are, say, in, in dry ground that wasn't flooded are pretty optimal. They're, they're you know, they've, you know, near enough 1,000 to 1,100 shoots. So you're kind of optimal. Some of the winter oats, again, any that was planted, a lot of it actually didn't get planted. Um, they seem to be coming through okay. Um, and most of the early sown winter wheats are fine as well. It's just those later sown winter wheats that maybe went in after some potatoes or maybe beet or something like that. Some of those got a fair hammering with crows in certain places. So some of those crops are a little bit thinner than probably what you'd like at this stage. But I mean, there is time There is time for them yet, so they, they should be okay. And, and what about the old seed rape, Jay? It, 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 certainly a lot of the crops I've seen, most of them look pretty good. Not all of them, but nearly all of them look really, really good. Yeah, you're right, Michael. Um, most of them look quite good. Um, just happened to be in some there over the weekend. And there's still a range of crops out there. So there are some out there. And I did GAIs in some of them. And they're anything from two and a half to three, even in, in extreme cases. And then, of course, you have the other end of the spectrum. You have some uh, which got grazed by crows or grazed by pigeons. And maybe kind of, you know, a little bit of iffy establishment and things like that. And some of those are down at a 0.5 of a GAI up to maybe one. So they're not disaster, not by any means, there, but they're just going to take different levels of management from, from here on in. Okay, Karen. Just coming to you. Um, just looking at the season, you know, over the next number of months, what sort of activities should farmers be looking at around now over the next kind of couple of weeks in terms of, oh, I don't know, maybe planning events, or is there, is is it just just get into farm work and get in, get out onto the land and get some stuff done? Yeah, I suppose, Michael. While while there's still time before we get really busy, I suppose in the planning end, I mean, the first thing is we all know, obviously fertilizer prices this year you know so get a fertilizer plan sorted you know kind of know what your quantities are required and to do that you need soil samples you know so again go through your soil samples just make sure that you have enough 
you know, just to remember that you need one for every five hectares now at, at maximum so that you have enough because you don't have a, a phosphorus allowance now without a valid soil test report anyway, you know. So all around that fertilizer, I'd get that nailed down as soon as I could. The other one that's important, which is new this year, is the eco schemes as part of our, our cap payments. Again, maybe talk to your advisor and see how you fix there. Is there anything you 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 need to do before you you make your 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 single payment application um another one that just strikes me as well is 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 buffer zones just again know where you need them uh, and again just just plan that out especially if you've got maybe um crops like beet or maize that'd be that'd be late harvested and then maybe following on from shea there uh, michael just assess winter crops just get out see what weeds are there is there a tidy up required? You know, is there a bit of replanting to be done? Get a few plant counts and maybe just put a strategy in place for the spring then. And Kieran, just go back a little bit to the if you don't have a soil test, it's index four for P, I think you mentioned. Practically explain to me what that actually means to a farmer on the ground. If I go backwards, last year, if you, this is due to the change in the nitrates directive, but last year, if you didn't have a soil test report, the 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 field was assumed as index three. So on a typical cereal crop, that's say 25 kgs of phosphorus allowance. Whereas now it's different. If you don't have a soil test report now, you actually have no allowance. So you cannot buy phosphorus for that field. Um, and, and that field may well require phosphorus, you know. So I suppose it just highlights the important A of having a soil test report and then acting on it afterwards. So if I'm a farmer and I don't have soil soil test results, I apply the normal bits and pieces that I normally would have applied year on year, 16, 4, 20 or whatever it happens to be. And I also import a bit of um, slurry as well, because that's the right thing to do. And then I get an inspection by the department who are going to look for a justification for everything I've used in terms of fertilizer over the years. How does that work out then for the farmer? Well, I mean, you've exceeded your limits because... If you don't have a soil test report, as I say, you have no allowance. You've actually purchased or put out phosphorus. So you're just going to fall into the, you know, going to get a penalty at that stage. Okay. And so that's, that's, again, single, that's yeah. off for single farm payment, I presume, now at that stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kieran, to turn back just a little bit to um, to the crops that are out there at the moment that are actually in the ground. Is there any one particular crop that you would say, well, geez, if you're going to look at anything at all, these are the types of crops you want to be looking at first? Yeah, like, as I say, assessing the winter crops in terms of plant count would, would be the first thing. Now, you know, if there's bits to be taken out or re-sown, that's probably going to happen a little bit later in the spring. So you'd always give that as long as you can before you make the final call on that. But I suppose one that strikes me certainly is, you know, weed control. Uh, you know, are there overwintered weeds in the crop? Um, you know, see what's there. And again, kind of go back, what herbicide did I use? Did it work? And why didn't it work? You know, that kind of thing. And maybe some fields maybe didn't get a herbicide, you know. So again, just to, to tidy that up. And I suppose a lot of people... You know, once you start moving into February and the weather gets a little bit milder, a lot of people might be looking at maybe, um, you know, a sulfonylurea type herbicide to tidy up some some broadleaf weeds. So, again, you know, you're waiting there for, for soil temperatures to increase, that you've a little bit of growth there. So, you know, and just just planning that bit out, I suppose, really. Um, but that, that weed control, I suppose, Michael, yeah, to answer your question, will be the, the probably the first job. First. 
Jay, just another one there to bring you back in, just in terms of uh, P and K, if 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 it feels needed a bit of a top up in P and K or got no P and K to start with, is that a job that farmers could start out at, at the moment? Yeah, it's a good question, Michael, and it's certainly something I'd say that's going to come up at the crop walks next week. Um, it's always kind of when you get to the mid-February type time, people start getting itchy feet and decided that, yeah, we need to start getting P and K onto the crops. First thing I suppose, because Kieran mentioned already there, is you really want to wait for growth. Now, according to the Met Aaron stats at the moment, um, soil temperatures are a degree or two above normal. So you would say, you know, possibly it might be, might be okay to go. But at this stage, it's probably a little bit early, certainly for the likes of, you know, um, Wheat and oats is probably a little bit too early. Most people go with a compound now. They don't just go with straight P and K. They go with a, a nitrogen and compound. So, you know, that nitrogen has to be used as well. So, you know, you need to be careful that there is sufficient growth to use up that nitrogen in view of all the nitrates regulations that are coming down, not just what the crop needs. So I suppose while temperatures seem to be a little bit higher than normal, it's still very early yet for, for us to go out with, with P and K and, and a nitrogen with that compound as well. Okay, and to be mindful, I suppose last year, Shay, a lot of fields would have taken out uh, a lot of P and K with some of the very high yields that were there last year. Uh, is it a, a case where a compound is actually going to fit at all in, in, in the year that's in it, uh, in terms of you know needing to get on very big rates? Yeah, it's a good point, Michael. I mean, when you think of the yields that we had last year, some some crops of wheat were doing 11, 12 tonnes a hectare, winter barley's doing over 10 tonnes a hectare. Now they are not like that by any manner of means. But again, you have to look at what those crops removed last year. So if you're coming from, say, an index two type situation, you know, you don't have any room really or scope to play around with those. So you have to you have to work back on what the crops removed last year if you didn't do it last year. And bearing in mind that quite a lot of farmers probably would have opted given the high prices of fertilizers last year to maybe reduce down the amount that they, they use or maybe even take a holiday in some cases, which, you know, can be fools, fools economics in a way. So really what you need to be looking at is that if you take, say, for example, a, a crop of winter wheat or winter barley, they're going to remove about 3.84 kilos of pea per tonne of yield and about 10 kilos of potash so in those cases you need to be putting back that for every for every for every ton that you're putting on so if you're taking say for argument's sake a ton 10 ton crop of either winter wheat or winter barley that's 40 kilos of pea and about 100 kilos of k that they're going to remove from the crop so if you're in an index if you're lucky enough to be in an index four situation or you know in even index three you can probably say well right you know i don't need to put out all that but certainly if you're in the lower indices you need to replace place all that otherwise you're going to mine what's in the in the soil there so you're not actually replacing what you're taking out. So you're going to, you're going to, it's going to be more expensive in the long run to do that. So from those point of those high yielding crops, you really do need to replace what was taken out last year and possibly what's going to be taken out this year as well. Okay, so there could be big, big rates going out there. Kieran, just in terms of prices, because you mentioned that a little bit earlier, um, prices seem to be on the way down early, certainly internationally, if you look at it out there. Should growers put on the bare minimum at the moment and consider maybe delaying any purchases for as long as they can? Yeah, I suppose um, at the tillage seminars, I suppose the one topic of conversation with a lot of growers and and, and people in the trade was was the lack of activity in the fertilizer market at the moment. I suppose that was really the big take home for me, whether that's anticipation of lower prices, Michael, I don't know. 
Um, you know, when we were doing our cost and returns there, say in, in early January, we would have priced in, say, can at 800 euros a ton and a compound like 13,620 at 890. I don't know if better will be available throughout the season, but I suppose any farmer should maybe get enough on board to get them going at the same time. You know, um, the last thing you want is is to be waiting too long and end up with with delivery problems and that. So maybe it might be prudent to to get some on board and maybe see what the the market will bring after that. Okay, and when you when you mention some on board, is there any particular crop that that might need attention first? And I suppose maybe just listening to what Shay was talking about, maybe some of the oilseed rates are, mightn't be as great as they were. Is that something, Kieran? Yeah, I mean, be thinking about now. Certainly, yeah. I mean, look, nitrogen and I suppose sulfur as well can start once the weather gets mild and soils are dry enough and, you know, in conditions where we're not going to have field losses is obviously very important. Um, I suppose the order, Michael, the crops will be done kind of will depend a little bit, but you're generally looking at oilseed rape first, followed by winter barley, and then maybe some of those backward wheat crops that were sown a little bit later, they might come in a little bit before maybe some of the, the better wheat crops. But it's important, I suppose, really, nitrogen is expensive, fertilizer in general is expensive. And, you know, we need good growth, um, you know, before to get good utilization of any nutrient that we apply. And you're really normally it'll be mid to late February before we'll, we'll start to hit those conditions. So I would say kind of that would be what we'd be looking at. And I suppose the other one as well, just to, it might apply maybe a little bit later in the season, but but think of BER break even uh, rate as well in terms of of, of nitrogen you know if you're looking at can at 800 and grain maybe at i don't know what say 250 just to throw a figure on it like you know you could be taking 30 plus kilos off you know um maybe a normal application on, on a winter wheat crop so maybe just to keep that in mind as well sure Kieran, as we're coming up to mid-february you might tell me a little bit about the we have a series of crop walks coming up over the next number of weeks you might give me an idea what's what people can expect around yeah so where, where they're off. on yeah, the kickoff will be in, in Oak Park as, as normal. So our, our Valentine's Day walk, Michael, the 14th of February, and that's <laughs> that's at two o'clock. So uh, that's the kickoff. And then the following day, we're in we're in Wexford. And then on the Thursday, we're in, in Cork. And the Friday, then we're in, in Dublin and Kildalton. So and then the following week, then we're, we're, we're in Kildare. So and we're finished up on February 24th in, in Donegal. So all those details would be available on the, the Chagas website. But the, the kickoff anyway, Michael, I suppose, is, is Oak Park on February 14th. OK. And what sort of information, Kieran, can people expect to turn up on the day? Yeah, I suppose an awful lot of what we spoke about there, I suppose fertilizer is always very topical at this time of year. And I suppose none more so now again with with expensive fertilizer at the moment, but also in terms of management, you know, management of some of those backward crops, particularly management of oilseed rape, you know, especially if you're looking at good canopies there and and, and managing that, that canopy. So an awful lot around fertilizer, but we'll also look at strategies for the year ahead in terms of weed and disease control as well. Okay, and 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 Shay, have you anything that, that that you think might be coming up at those walks? Yes, as as well, Michael. I mean, we have to look at kind of the pesticide regulations that are coming along the line as well at us, um, and in terms of our usage, and certainly one or two of the farms will be looking at how they use pesticides on their farms as well, and trying to reduce down their the rates of pesticides as well. So it's something just to keep an eye out for as well on those farms. Okay, so lots of good information coming up on those walks. Guys, we leave it there. Hopefully we'll see an awful lot of our listeners at, at those walks around the country because I think they're, they're pretty much nationwide as they talk about 
uh, around the country. Um, so look, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Thanks again, guys, for your input. Um, always great to talk to you. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. So that's it for this week. And my thanks to Shay and Kieran for joining me in the podcast. Don't forget about the series of Winter Crop Walks, which commence next week, starting here in Oak Park, Carlow at 2 p.m. And for more information on the crop walks, go to chagas.ie. Finally, don't forget if you enjoyed the podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.